Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Screen Heroes. My name is Ray. I'm getting over a cold, so if I sound stupid, I'm so sorry. I am with Ryan. You'll never sound stupid, Rachel. Oh, and Derek, who are my other two hosts. Hi. 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 How Hi. are you, boys? Good. Happy to be back. Yeah, we Happy missed you. Happy to not have to have watched Detective Pikachu. <laughs> then life is fine, you know? Yeah. Life's good. Yeah, I'm I'm doing great. So yes, last week we had Cam from Gamer Heroes on and we talked Detective Pikachu. Ryan opted out because he did not want to watch Detective That's Pikachu, right. which I guess is an option. I didn't know it was an option. It's until, an option like, for me. I'll opt out. <laughs> no, you live here. You have to you have to opt in on every one. For only a few more weeks. So that's another thing. Our set is different if you are watching the video or live. And uh, yeah, it's because we're packing. We're going to be moving. Not packing heat. We're packing collectibles. I mean, you don't know what I have. That's true. I did not <laughs> watch you pack things. So. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what we've got going on. The set's so minimal. There's nothing falling on our heads. It's crazy disappointing it is so let's talk news busy week let's start with like a rumor because i don't like to give a lot of attention to them but but yeah we always do i know there's a rumor that hot girl and hot man are in wonder woman 1984 that they've already been cast yeah like uh somebody says that it was alicia vikander Mm -hmm. which i absolutely love that casting that's actually really fun no i saw somebody uh on reddit i think that was like no isn't hot girl supposed to be egyptian like no she's like Thanagarian or something like she's, that, isn't she? She's an she's alien. Been many things before, yeah. so well, she doesn't have to be Egyptian. No. Is my point. Somebody was watching Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she has to be a barista and remind us about it every five seconds. I'm just a barista. Oh no, that was on Flash. That was when she was on Flash, wasn't it? Yeah, same character. Oh though. god, yeah. They were so bad. There's a reason they have not brought back two living superheroes. It's because yeah. they were both terrible. They were not good. No. Yeah. It was very disappointing. Yeah. So that'd be cool if they're in it. Uh, I think if it distracts from the Wonder Woman story, it's probably not a good move. But I... I if you look at the IMDb, there is there are several like people with their, their cast title is Egyptian something. 
So that could tie in. I mean, it's it's not those actors. It would just be like extras or like people that don't have any right. you know major lines or anything. But so it, potentially they go to um, you know that area where we would see the, the hawks. hawks potentially, or where there's some history with the hawks. So I yeah. don't know. It'd be fun, but if it ruins the story, I'll pass. So yeah, it's not worth sacrificing the story for. Exactly. Oh hi, Derek! I didn't know you were there. <laughs> Moving on. So we've got Dark Crystal, some more still images. They look amazing. Yes, yeah, those puppets are, man. They need to use puppets more, right? For if like they could everything. Do this for a Netflix show, they look really good. I mean, I really want to see need a teaser. To use puppets. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I have a Skexy head we, for the review for Dark Crystal. I'll just stick it yes. in and, and use that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it looks the, in the stills. It looks just gorgeous and. You know, if they can do that on a Netflix budget, they should be able to do, you know. Most things. Yeah. yeah. Come on. It's, I, I'm very excited. How do you feel, Derek? About what? Okay. No, so. uh, no, it, <laughs> moving on. The images look really great. It looks fantastic. It's slated for August 30th next year. This year. Yeah. This, this year. year. This year. Um, different show I'm thinking of there. Uh, it just, yeah, it looks fantastic. It exactly looks like the original, which, um, is not an easy thing to pull off, you know, as star Wars has shown time and again, it's not always easy to replicate a puppet that's been missing for decades. Right. Um, you know, most of those are the ones that exist, you know, th- there's probably few and far between that are still in good condition at this point. I've seen them in real life and yeah, they're pretty rough right like, at least i've seen some of the ones that still exist yeah and i'm sure a lot of them have just been chucked because they broke down over the years it's just the way that kind of stuff goes well props weren't as important in the 80s they nobody really collected them or anything like yeah. that they just sat in people's garages so yeah they there's a lot that have probably just been lost in time yeah but, there's that famous still of hoggle without his face where uh, it looks horrifying. that was found in like luggage yeah somebody's lo- lost the luggage horrifying and now it's at an airport yeah. A random airport somewhere. It happens in sci-fi a lot where like a model ship will show up in a dumpster somewhere that somebody had forgotten about and some lucky fan will find it and restore it, you know. And what? have nothing to prove the lineage, so it's worth not any nothing at all. <laughs> well, it's not a worth thing as much as just preserving. Right, but it could just be a toy from the seventies so, you not, just don't not know that, that kind of size. <laughs> Never know. No nobody made an enterprise that was twelve feet long. Somebody might have made one in their garage. So Sure. As a hobby. Yeah, totally. Anyway. Let's talk Batman. So, oh, there's so much to talk about. All right. So if you guys don't know, out of the six, seven actors who have portrayed Batman live action on film, only two have not received hate mail of any kind. Adam West received it because he made Batman dorky. Uh, Michael Keaton received it. Uh, because he was a comedic actor. Mm-hmm. Um, Val Kilmer got a pass because he had mostly done serious work at that point. And uh, Christian Bale got a pass. George Clooney was hated because he was just a stupid guy from ER. And uh, Ben Affleck, of course. Got a lot of hate. Got I mean, that's a lot recent, of hate. So we should all remember that. It's I could see people forgetting about, you know, Michael Keaton, but... But Batfleck 2014 was like the yeah. biggest horrifying event. So it was, yeah, for a lot of fans. 
So now we have Robert Pattinson potentially. Getting, potentially, it's still well, not getting the same confirmed. heat. He's yeah. still getting the same heat. That's true. Even though, as if he was confirmed, exactly, he's not confirmed. There's a few other actors that are still being looked at, including, I guess, Nicholas Holt. I I don't know. I don't really see that one. Like, I can't. All these fans that are complaining, it's like, I can't. Who Who would you rather see, Robert Pattinson or Nicholas Holt? It's like, I mean, I can't see Nicholas Holt in that role. Yeah. Robert Pattinson just visually looks the part. Now, I feel like Robert Pattinson, they've been talking to him for a while because over the last two years... It's popped up a couple times. He's gotten buff. Like, his, that, yeah. his whole body has changed. I've seen a couple screenshots of movies where, like... Yeah. Maybe it's not movies. Maybe it's, like, paparazzi, fo- paparazzi photos. But, yeah, he's cut. Yeah. So, I, I feel like the word in Hollywood for him or maybe like agents told him that this was an opportunity he could have so he should gain muscle and he has he's he's pretty cut now he's his days of twilight which of course he's mostly known for he looks completely different yeah his name's kind of circled the drain. Uh, maybe that's not the best way to say it, but his name has been out there for a while. Even when ba- when, when uh, Ben Affleck was still confirmed to be Batman, or th- everybody thought he was still Batman. So as, as a younger Batman, so you know he's probably been working out in preparation for that, trying yeah. to lock that in. I think that he needs to gain some like he's definitely cut. Which is great, but like I'm more worried about mass. Like you know, when Zachary Levi got cast yeah. as Shazam, and everyone was like, "Chuck, how's he ever gonna do that?" Yeah, he's obviously gonna have a muscle suit, but he still needs like you know, fill out a little bit. Well, what I really appreciate is that Robert Pattinson has a neck. It's That's true. It's very for necky. now. <laughs> for now, it can once go you put away. on a cowl, that neck goes away. <laughs> that neck or goes it can. away. Well, what's important is there are also rumors that WB <laughs> is thinking twice cold feet. about pushing away Ben Affleck in his original concept. So they may all just be dropped anyway. <laughs> Batman may never get another movie because Warner Brothers has no idea what to do. <laughs> I, I'm still of the opinion that losing Henry Cavill is a huge loss for WB because I really just felt like he embodied Superman better than uh, most people since Christopher Reeve and you know, there's been a few people since. But Ben Affleck, like, so many people have played Batman just in my lifetime. Like, uh, Almost it, all of them. <laughs> all the people have played Batman. Yeah. I I really don't get attached to my Batman anymore. Like, it just doesn't happen. It's just silly at this point. Like, all right, so you didn't like Ben Affleck's idea. That's fine. You moved on from that. So now you're doing this one. Don't go back. Like... Just pick something and go forward. Well, like, Don't make you, this a thing. If you're scared of all the f- the flack that you're getting, don't pick Robert Pattinson. Don't pick somebody associated. But they got the same flack with Ben Affleck. Like that's you can't but, give I mean, in to fans. DC's had those issues forever. I mean, they got they got the same flack for Gal Gadot. They got the same flack for Heath Ledger. You know, they they the DC fans are very vocal, and you know the sonics being redesigned for his movie because fans were so vocal i don't know that you know that's what, necessarily a good thing you know what's hilarious they didn't get flack for ryan reynolds as hal jordan and that movie well he wasn't the problem <laughs> that movie was horrible all right and he was part there. of the problem 
I disagree, but we're not. That's not. But my point though is, is that DC has had a run of fans hating on an actor, and then that actor ending up being basically perfect for the role. I mean, Heath Ledger and Gal Gadot have in, have just enveloped those two roles, right? And I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who doesn't like those two incarnations of those characters. So, I didn't really like Ben Affleck as Batman. He did fine. You know, it's fine. I mean, the movies aren't as bad as Batman Return or not Batman Returns. Batman. I was about Forever. to get very Sorry, ba- angry. I with meant you. Batman Forever. Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. And definitely not bad. And they're they're definitely not Dark Knight Rises bad. But I mean, it's just he didn't really have a soul when he was playing him, and I miss the charismatic Bruce. And I think it's kind of tough to judge because in BVS. He was pretty good, but he was only in, you know, a small portion of the movie, it seemed like. And then in Justice League, his character was so different and not written well. And just there's a lot of issues with it. Yeah. Um, so it's very tough to judge. Midnight Pearl in chat asked what, what's wrong with Ben Affleck as Batman. I don't think any of us really like hated Ben Affleck as I Batman. I love the way he looked. He looked perfect. His suit was great. Uh, yeah, the costume designers on those movies did a good job. Ironhead Studios. Um, <laughs> That's who it was. They do great work. The know. car was pretty fantastic. Yeah. And I really loved his relationship with his Alfred. Jeremy yeah. Irons and him yeah. worked really well together. I like that version of Batman, which is why I'm still disappointed we're not going to get the solo movie. Because while I understand why people don't like BVS and Justice League was a train wreck, I think that given a good production opportunity he would make a really fantastic version yeah, of Yeah, give that him character. some a chance to shine. He yeah. hasn't had that really. You know, give a, give us a movie that was given the same opportunity as Batman Begins. Unfortunately, the people who were bitching about Ben Affleck being cast in 2014 when it was announced 2 years before the film was even released, they kept citing Daredevil as the problem. Daredevil had been out since 2002, 2003. Like that was over 11 that was fault, years ago either. and like he had written Argo and gotten the best director uh academy award like he had changed well a lot of look at chris evans yeah you know like if we wanted to judge chris evans entire career on being the human torch or on being the guy from uh the teenage not another teenage movie people did people said mc uh they sent marvel like hate mail for it because he was this goofy kid who had nothing good under his belt and see i didn't know that so that that's another thing like if the studio had listened to those fans, what would Captain America be like? John now? Krasinski. That's who else was in the running. Yeah, and that may those are the two ter- front runners. Maybe that wouldn't um, have been terrible. There was, but- <laughs> there was one more. I can't think of it. Yeah, there was another one, but there I think those were the guy. two that stood out to me when they yeah. were doing that. That wouldn't have been too terrible. But, no. you know, I just. I, I'm not sure it's a good thing when studios bow to that kind of pressure. I don't think they will. I don't think it's. I don't think it's them bowing to that pressure. I think it's. They're just getting cold internally, getting cold feet about going to such a radical direction and how they're going to fit it into the current DCEU. They have with no Batman. idea what they're doing. Exactly, right. that's what it comes down that's to. That's the issue. And they like tried a- so hard to catch up to Marvel instead of play the long game and build their own mythology, and instead they've just shot themselves in the foot so many times. Or if you're a football fan, shot themselves in the dick over and over again. I just, I don't know. I. 
they just needed to have some patience. I don't think their game plan for the original, the original like layout of the movies was a bad idea. I think they just didn't have patience to make the movies in that way. Yeah. And they wanted the money like now, give me the money. Right. Yeah. You know, as people who listen to the show, know, I, I didn't think that jumping to justice league this early was a bad idea. I think how they produced Justice League was a bad idea. (laughs) The mistake wasn't Justice League. The mistake was killing off Superman and having him in only half your film. And also be stronger than every, all the other members of the Justice League combined. Mistake was Steppenwolf. Like that was a huge mistake. Nobody even, uh, I'm a hardcore comic book fan, but Steppenwolf hasn't been in the comics for so long. He's not a popular character. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All you got to have your big bad draw some power. Like if you don't want to use dark side just yet, he's brainiac. He is a big There's enough. There's a whole bat, smorgasbord right? of Justice League. You could have well, done the I, Injustice I League. From, the original plan was for it to be exactly. a two parter. And so it was going to be Steppenwolf in part one, and then Darkseid shows up at the end for part two. Like, yeah, before Zack Snyder had to leave production and right. had his whole layout, that's the way it was. Right, yeah. and so then you know, it went off the rails, and rather than scrapping the project and starting over, they did what they did, and you know that's where yeah. we are now. But I mean, How Pattinson- would you guys have done it? What villain would you have chosen? Probably Brainiac. I, I like Snyder's original plan, honestly. I think Brainiac is even more powerful, so I think having him maybe be later down the road or have him be a solo Superman villain and he can bring in some other Kryptonians like Supergirl would be cool. But I, I like Snyder's original plan, like what he actually laid out that Warner Brothers and him and like had agreed to. I think I would have done Injustice League. Well, that's cool. I think I would have had... That would be tough to do in the first Justice League movie, though. I mean, you don't have that many established villains. Yeah, but most people know them. (laughs) That's the thing, though. You take the villains that... Some that you do have, some that you're introducing in this movie and you'll use later. Like, Cheetah would have been great because she could have been used in Wonder Woman 2. And uh, Captain... uh, Not Captain... Captain Boomerang, yeah, you could have brought him in, and he you have could familiar have... faces. You do, you know, Penguin, Catwoman, maybe Joker and Riddler, Two Face, right? You have like three or four knowns and a couple of new ones. So just Batman villains? Yep. Yeah, we're gonna go all Gotham villains. Yeah. Either way, I would have introduced Those Vandal Savage. Know. Right, I think he would have been really cool to have because he is he's big enough to pose a threat where more than one hero needs to take him down, but he's also small enough potato so you can lead up to dark side and Lex Luthor in there right right throw yeah, reverse sorry, flash yeah, in there. In. yeah reverse flash i guess most people would probably know him now from the shows yeah yeah that would probably work well you know flash and if the name is reverse flash i'm pretty sure people can figure out i think know? that should be used as an insult i think people should be like what? you're so you're just the reverse flash I'm like no and he gets really offended every time people call him that that's that why would he be goes good. by thon so often <laughs> true it's just a terrible villain name Thong's not that much better. <laughs> like, it's it's thong and prawn mixed together. That's horrible. Who doesn't love prong? Prawns. <laughs> Prongs. Prongs. I'm combining things. <laughs> All right, let's move on. No, let's just come down. Do you want, Are you excited for Batinson or not? I don't care. 
you don't care. I don't Rachel. know enough about it. It's like it's too so early. his later work has been really good. I've really liked his acting as of lately in the small indie films, and I've always found him attractive. So like until he gives me a reason to be completely against it, I'm on board. Yeah. I'm giving it a chance. It's, uh, until not? production starts, I don't believe that there is a Batman movie. So, like, and even thing. when production starts, <laughs> it you might not, not want there to be a Batman right. movie. So. There may be four directors involved. Yeah, in he... That's it. Just have a different person play Batman in each scene. We'll there you do go. it like uh, that Magic Emporium movie yeah. that Heath Ledger was doing. Well, I'll want the Jenkins, the Snyder, the Juan, and the Whedon cuts Fantastic. of everything. And David Sandberg cuts. Don't forget about Shazam. No, Director. you're right. Jeez. My bad. David F. Sandberg, I should specify. Because going on to our next bit of news, directed by David Sandberg, a different David Sandberg, <laughs> Kung Fury 2. Right. Like that This is a thing, guys. so cool. And not only that, they have top tier talent arnold schwarzenegger and who else derek i don't remember that's why i was asking you because i forgot but it is really good oh it's uh michael fassbender yeah it's this this movie have you guys seen the first one yes i've seen parts of the first one it is okay so it originally started as a as a uh kickstarter yeah i don't know if it was on kickstarter but that, some sort a of crowdfunding and it was originally like a five minute short that they then brought out to be like a 35 minute film and it is ridiculous like it's everything about it is over the top and i love it so i was gonna ask you guys should we review some of those movies like i kind of want to do a special like kung fury like one-off review that's only like 10 minutes long because the movie's only 35 minutes long but yeah there's there's a ton of movies out there that are really niche creative they get small little followings not even big enough for cult followings yet like like turbo kid like kung fury like i imagine um uh, dead doesn't die and oh the that's the one die. with all the different yeah uh, yeah bill murray like, has bill murray in it, yeah, right? it does yeah, like i am at, yeah. and maybe we should be reviewing that kind of stuff I mean, instead of fine. these big blockbusters that everybody sees and everybody else reviews what was that other like joke martial arts film it was like something enter the fist kung pao kung pao that i have that was horrible I know, but I just it's actually not horrible i love really? it we can debate this if you want i, I don't want to have to watch it again so <laughs> <laughs> oh well, guess what i'm picking for the fill our holes well that's fine no, i'm just kidding but we've I've all seen, seen it, it so yeah um what else we got I don't know. I'm out. No, there was there was some other news, well, but I can't remember what it was. You had, a, you had the I mean, list. Have, so we have a bit about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So it, that is slated for August 2020 now. Uh, it will be six episodes, all being directed by the same person. Um, and there are rumors that a couple of other characters will show up. Um, uh, so, you know, they're... We don't really know a lot about it at this point. He's still called Falcon in the name of the show. So I imagine he hasn't really adopted the Captain America role yet, which I still think maybe would be like the end of the season to roll into a new Captain America movie. Sebastian Stan did say some things about it. He said that it's going to be more basically the the message that he got across with it is that it's going to be kind of more comedic, like buddy, buddy cop type. And That's that great. it's going to be kind of uh, focused on Bucky kind of like stepping into the current 
time because he's you know been frozen for a long time and then stayed in Wakanda where he was by himself really in isolation so it's gonna he specifically said it's gonna be him dealing with apps and iPhones and things like that so uh they did say that that, uh there's rumors that Daniel Brühl and Emily Van Camp Mm -hmm. are coming back those were the two I was alluding to, but yeah. I couldn't remember either of their names. Daniel Brühl <laughs> and Emily Van Camp appeared in Civil War. Emily Van Camp also was in Winter Soldier uh, as Agent 13 or Sharon Carter. And, uh, or Cap's daughter. Niece. Or is she? Niece. niece. He still made out with her, and it's weird. <laughs> They made it weird. It didn't have to be weird, but they made, <laughs> they it, made weird. it weird. Now it's going to be even more weird. Is is Falcon going to be Eskimo Brothers with Oh, Pat? No, I hate Wait, you. Is that it's a weird timeline? I, like, I hate. Is it that Eskimo Brothers or is it like Eskimo I'm son really in law? Like, I don't know. Well, I'm I very hate excited those at guys. the prospect <laughs> that it's more of a buddy cop kind of thing because I'm, I like I've said before, I kind of miss some of the more lighthearted stuff and you they can have some fun well you got to see in civil civil war was it where they were like in the car together and there was some yes. you know the, some of the best moments can of you that move movie. your seat back Agreed. no yeah or like so during the spider-man stuff. scene you know when they're they're stuck on the grass. yeah i hate you <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so fun. hopefully it's you know more of that these television shows give us three opportunities one Chances to see the in-between parts that we don't get to see in the movie because they really can't waste time on the in-between parts. So we get that downtime and what these people are like when they're not fighting the big fights. Two, chances for more humor. Now, the MCU is huge on humor, but they have to sneak in little quips because at this point they are literally dealing with universal ending scenarios. That's pretty big stuff. So this can be more humorous and then three is world building getting these people in um introducing new characters that can potentially make the jump to the film so that's if they do it right these shows could be magnificent like huge they're kind of short six episodes yeah six hours is been. not that much I guess but it is six episodes it said six hours so whatever but I guess it is it could like be 12 it's, episodes. it's six it's six it's six episodes oh, is it it's yeah. three uh movies so it, so that's true they have this new way of of filming things now so they they don't call them episodes anymore they call them blocks um and marvel's doing it this way uh star trek picard is being filmed this way and and normally a director is brought in to film a certain number of blocks. So you could think of it as like a miniature arc within the full thing. In this case, it's one director filming all six blocks. So they're not thinking about them as episodes as much anymore, as much as just this is where a scene ends and then you'll come back and, and pick it up again. And that's fair because that was kind of what they were trying to do with the Netflix shows. I noticed that, there were there was one episode of Punisher which was sixty two minutes long, but a few ones earlier were like only forty two minutes. So it seems like they're just doing what the story calls for. And I think that's really probably for the best. You know, if you're gonna be telling one story that just lasts six, eight, ten hours, whatever it is, then yeah, those exact episode count that, that time runtime doesn't matter anymore. Right. Rachel, you kind of talked about the in-betweener stuff. We yeah. did get some news on Black Widow as well. Then we find out that it's going to take Is that place. Confirmed? So there was only one article I saw 
was from a pretty valid source, but it's also not the biggest news. Um, Black Widow is reportedly taking place in between Civil War and Infinity War. So, so we get to find out why she tied her hair blonde. Yeah, we have That's two years. Uh, two years is still a long time for this movie to take place, but we could be seeing cameos from Cap and Falcon since it's largely assumed that the three of them were just hanging out. Um, she also seemed to be the babysitter for Scarlet Witch at times, so maybe we see her. I don't know. This could just be a one-off thing, but we still have like Taskmaster and it's true um, and her going at it, so that should be fun. Yeah, and I really hope he is like full-on Taskmaster. I want to see the skull mask on somebody. They keep denying me that. All right. Well, with that, I think it's probably a good time to take our break. Yes, we're going to go to break now. Goodbye. Hey, everyone. This is Greg from Red Shirts and Runabouts. We're the resident Star Trek podcast as part of the Heroes Podcast Network group. If you love Star Trek and things science fiction, we're definitely the show for you. Join us every Thursday as we talk about Star Trek Discovery, the new Picard show, and other ongoing content and new creations from the Star Trek universe. If you want to find us, search Red Shirts and Runabouts podcast on Apple and Google Play. And if you want to interact with us as a host, you can find us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter. Hey friends, this is Cam, one of the hosts of the Gamer Heroes podcast. We really hope you're enjoying the show you're listening to right now, and if you are, please consider becoming a patron of the Heroes Podcast Network at patreon.com slash heroespodcasts. Your support would genuinely mean the world to us, and would allow us to cover hosting costs for the website, get new equipment and software, and even make it out to different conventions and events to meet you, our loyal listeners. All Patreon tiers will get you access to the Patron Lounge and Slack, which will allow you to chat and interact with your favorite HPN hosts. On behalf of everyone here at HPN, thank you all so much for your continued support. We really couldn't do any of this without you. Sup, dudes? We're back. Cool break, huh? Yeah. Yeah? You liked it? You liked that break? It was exceptional. <laughs> Goodness. So we're going to talk Snowpiercer. Uh, full spoilers coming ahead. We'll give our little reviews, but... This movie, none of us had seen. We're all big Chris Evans fans. It came out in 2013. For those who, who don't know, maybe explain like the reason it was picked, like the that's, segment that we're doing. Why? Oh, okay. She's on her way to that, Derek. Okay. <laughs> he never lets me nope. finish. I never let. Never. Me finish. Ever. Finish. Ever. Ever. Let. In all aspects, guys. Yep. Not even her dinner. I just grabbed the plate. <laughs> that's what she was talking about. Yep. <laughs> all right so this is the filler hole segment where Speak of the devil one of us picks a movie that most or all of us haven't seen before and we watch it and we review it so snowpiercer none of us had seen it big chris evans fans so that's right i chose it because Children, yeah, <laughs> children and men got removed from Netflix, so that's why we are watching Snowpiercer, yeah. and that was pretty much the uh, the decision making behind it. I did put it to a vote. I gave you guys a couple options, and that was it. I was outvoted. Derek got outvoted. Yeah. <laughs> the other option was Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and it still might pop up. I mean, I have other choices, so. <laughs> We may still watch it. Or Derek could pick that movie. Who I knows? might actually. I might pick it. <laughs> Just for spite. No, it, not for spite. It won't spite. be on Netflix. Not then. for spite, but because 
I I would much rather be talking about that movie than this one tonight. And, so... and Derek, why is that? Well, we're, we're going to talk about it. Hmm. I do have some interesting box office numbers Are for they? Snowpiercer. I think they're interesting. Okay. So uh, Snowpiercer came out in uh, June of 2014, and it only made $4.5 million in the domestic box office. But it made... 82 million internationally so that's a 94.7 percent foreign split which is really intense its biggest uh popularity came from china south korea and france not surprising because south korea the director is south korean and very popular the france in south korea. part is a surprising france, part is. Is the weird one <laughs> but south korean is not a big surprise no, france is not a big movie country like they they watch movies of course they're not living in caves but they also as far as i know i've never been there so maybe they are <laughs> no, with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. France pulled in more money than the entire United States. That's for this movie, which is super weird. They love um, trains there. The only other movie to break In a snow. million. In snow. The only other movie to break a million dollars during its run was Italy. So there you go. So not super popular with Western audiences, mm-hmm. nor Japan for that matter either. So just kind of interesting. Just wanted to throw that out there. I thought it was kind of a weird split. So the film stars Chris Evans, Jamie Bell. Tilda Swinton, um, you other name John Hurt, Allison Pill, uh, right? Octavia right, right. Spencer, yeah, she's in there. Kang Ho Song, yep, and Ewan Bremmer, yep. That's it. That's all of them. That's that's everybody that and Ed Harris. Asked. He's in there. Oh right! Spoiler alert: He's Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's Charlie Bucket. You didn't read the right theory. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> We'll get into that later. I think it's more of a Willy Wonka remake than a sequel. Well, we'll discuss that. The premise of the film (laughs) is the global warming had taken place, and it was too bad we were all going to die. So the world got together, and we were like, let's just nuke the world. And instead, it brought on nuclear winter. And most people froze to death. The lucky few got on a train and stayed there. (laughs) And they survived. And continue to survive for 17 years. Yeah. The train is incredibly long. It's fast. and We saw like eight cars. (laughs) From the inside, we saw eight cars. From the outside, I swear I saw like 200. So it's like the the opposite of a TARDIS? (laughs) I think so. So, and it has its own cast system. The further away from the front car you get, the 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 poorer you are. That's right. Yeah. That's the premise. That's the whole movie. So, so it was a movie. Um, it was a thing. So 
I mean, I, I have I have so so many problems. Where do you want to start? Um. Okay. So one thing that really bothered me, it's only been seventeen years. So this yes. movie takes place in twenty thirty one. Okay. Like it's not that far from now, and they've lost all concept of what the world was seventeen years ago. Like none of them remember their parents or their lives or jobs or anything prior to being on the train and that makes no freaking sense like i remember 17 years ago do you guys remember 17 years ago yeah but i'm also not snorting industrial waste for drugs yeah. well, only and like of- living in places where you eat your fellow people and you know things that like twist. that cockroaches so yeah terrible. cockroaches constantly like who knows what they were doing i can believe that they were putting something in the cockroaches that's supposed to like make your memory go away or something i don't know it's it's not that See, far-fetched that, in a but movie if you like have that. to make that leap because that's not what we were told we were just told i don't want to remember okay i choose not to remember if we're going to argue about every one of the thousand plot holes in this movie, then it's going to be a really long podcast. That's, that's it, okay, so is there something that you liked about the movie? Because <laughs> I think I really liked the set design. They did a great job of showing the different cast systems and how your life improves the closer you get. I thought that was really well done. Show like The interior of the train is cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I liked some of the acting. Some of the acting was good. Some of it was not so good. But I think that for the most part, the main cast was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, some of those people acted the shit out of The only of one I didn't really like that was actually a decent, like an actor I know from other things is the guy that was Hellboy's dad in the Hellboy Ron Perlman John movies. Hurt. John Hurt, yeah. He he actually, like in the beginning, it was terrible. Like, his, I don't know what the writing was, but even he couldn't pull that off. He came across as a pointless character to me. Like, everything he said or did could have also been said or done by somebody else that was a part of the cast. Yeah, pretty but much. But they needed that tie in yeah. where he's best buddies. It doesn't matter. It could have happened to somebody else, too. Like, oh, sure. Anybody else could have been that and still served the purpose. Here's my so, question. He was. How, superfluous how was that relationship forged in fire like seriously <laughs> like if if what's his face the conductor engine guy never went to the tail section of the train and john hurt never left the tail section of the train his character's name is gilliam what a, gilliam thank you how did they ever like yeah there's the phone that conveniently connects the. i train. think that's it i think so he just called one day i and think the wilfred picked up. picked up the phone <laughs> and made it and like the first person who answered he's like uh, i'm gonna need you to chop off your arm or you know something conveniently yeah. get your people killed every right. so often it'll be fine we'll talk about it yeah like at least give me a twist like he was the same guy or something like i don't know so i also like the idea of what the movie was trying to be because i think that you could kind of tell where they wanted to go with it but i think that they pushed a little bit too hard on the social commentary and they were like guys this is like the poor working class and this is like the one percent guys come on we can all identify with this and it just felt a little forced yeah very forced um and to to the movie's detriment and uh but the idea was cool like if it was just a sci-fi movie done without all these other like trying to tie it to the real world political stuff i think it would have been better personally 
Yeah, I, I definitely think they were trying way too hard with the the class system stuff. Like we all get it. We've all seen a million movies that have that type yeah. of Hunger Games thing. did it really. I kept well. thinking of Hunger Games through the whole thing. Hunger Games did it better. That's it's what like I said. It did it really well for districts. Like yeah. I, I don't know. It was. It, it just got to be a little too much. Like the classroom car. Okay, so is that the only classroom car? They have enough for like eight kids, but like that scene was way just way too ridiculous for me it was so over the top and so freaking it was to link us to the brainwashing that happens in real life because of our media and do a better job of that of of trying to portray that then because that type of stuff has been portrayed before in other movies it did go on a little long i don't know why we needed the song and the spinning piano spinning piano is insane watching that (laughs) bitch get a knife in her neck that was hilarious and i was very happy about that shit some of the deaths were pretty gruesome some of them were yeah yeah. and some of the fight scenes were were interesting you know the the fight scenes were kind of cool i'm unclear as to how many of the tail end people were involved in these fights because the dudes with the hatchets and the night vision like seem to only kill like a handful of people mm-hmm. with a huge upper hand and see i didn't th- think the fight scenes were good at all i thought those were some of the weakest parts of the movie i feel like they were trying to be like the raid or like yeah. um ong bak or one of those movies they wanted to be and it but they really only didn't hired one way. martial artist for yeah. the entire <laughs> thing like yeah chris evans is great but he's only as good as the choreographer on the movie and, and i don't think the choreographer on the movie was his parts were actually like fine in the axe thing he has a single shot where he goes uh, you see him from profile only and he takes out like four people highs and lows and it was really well done it was shot well and that part was choreographed well but everything else was kind of crap Rough. Yeah, it's just tough because you look at some of the the more modern martial arts films that we're probably thinking of, you know, and um, they've got these crazy like hallway fight scenes like Daredevil or something like that. And um, of course, there's I'm drawing a blank on the movie I actually want to be talking about right now. They did the American remake with Josh Brolin. Oh, old boy. Old boy. Thank you. The Korean old boy uh, has one of the coolest hallway fight scenes Mm -hmm. ever that I think Daredevil did. One shot, too. Right. And Daredevil did an amazing job of doing something similar. An homage. Yeah. Or just straight up copying, however you want to word it. You know, we're American. We switch. Now, this entire movie takes place on a train, right? Good job, Derek. You know, it's the perfect setting for that type of scene. And we never get anything remotely close to that. No. You could tell they wanted it, but they just didn't have the talent there to do it, I don't think. I think they they had too many shots looking down the train rather than across the train. I think shooting it like a platformer would have been different and unique, and we'd be talking about the unique cinematography that was used because of the setting, and we're not because they shot it like a normal film. They only did that during the gunfight when the train was around a curve, and that's unfortunate. But even that was stupid as hell. It was. It was The physics beyond it, we'll leave the physics out of it, but just... (laughs) Even you, you're telling me that this guy is going to be able to shoot in the exact same spot nope. to break holes in the glass. I mean, come on. I was actually more fascinated by the two armed guards next to him that were furiously like plugging, plugging those thing? things. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> like that, like that was more interesting to me because in my head, I'm like, "Are you kidding me? The the air just did you see that guy's arm earlier? Yeah. Like, what are you I doing?" I actually thought that was kind of cool. That was brutal, man. That was a very unique idea of for punishment. Somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so that's the thing. Like there are some like concepts that are good ideas, like that somebody jotted down as a concept and then the rest wasn't executed very well. Um, Tilda Swinton looked like a clown. I don't understand why so, regular Tilda Swinton wasn't good enough. Why you had uh, to that put that part ugly ass wig. Hunger and, Games also, yeah. where it's like you have this one outrageously dressed person, although they, she wasn't as outrageously dressed. No, she's as they were clearly in. the Effie. Right. But uh, she she was great. She acted her ass off. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have a problem with her character at all. I had a problem with her look. I thought the makeup department kind of just did her dirty with those horrible horse teeth and that really janky wig that moved around. So, like, just normal Tilda Swinton could have played that. I think part of the problem is the Hunger Games gave us more of a look into the upper class. Mm-hmm. So you got to learn a bit about them and understand what their structure was like. And in this one, she's really the only one that you get to learn anything about. And then you kind of walk through a couple of cars and see fancy people. Right. You know, and I, uh, I really appreciated some of the fancier cars. Like, of course there's a fucking rave. Cause that's all we picture. We picture these rich people just partying nonstop. Doing drugs, and, yeah. yeah. But what I really liked is this, the station or the uh the individual suites being used for different businesses i was mm. like that's clever like the dentist yeah yeah that was so clever that it's, was interesting it's very middle class these middle class people are servicing the upper echelon and they're doing it in th- within their means so i thought you know there's a good way to show your environment and it was done in a platform shot there you go. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so we needed more of that. So another thing I didn't like about this movie was that you had all these characters that you're supposed to care about. And then when they die, it's like, okay, they, they're dead. Like I, I didn't care about any of the deaths and it would, it was framed like I should have. I only cared about Curtis because it was Chris Evans. Yeah. You know, like if it had been anybody else, I would not have cared in the slightest. Right. I agree. The characters were the secondary characters that died. Yeah, I didn't care about any of them. John Hurt. Like, I didn't care about that really. And that felt like it was a moment that was supposed to be impactful. And you know, his buddy. Okay, he just got stabbed, but we didn't really get much character development for him anyway until after when we find out that this is the guy that uh, he's he was going to kill. He killed his mom or whatever, so he felt guilty, and that's why his his friend or you know however that worked. But yeah. I don't know. I didn't care about any any death in the whole movie. No, Midnight it's Pearl, a damn I think, sad is right. And in, uh, in our Twitch chat, chat, they said that the biggest problem is that no one fell human. Yeah. You know, the emotions just kind of switched on whenever. And yeah, I, mean, I don't remember most of these characters names. I re- like I, just, I think the one guy was Edgar. Maybe. Ed- yeah, like the that. kid was Edgar. The guy who got his arm cut off and then shot in the head later was Andrew. Okay. Well, you're much the better at that than I little boy's name was Timmy. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember Timmy. But that's because she kept saying it. Like over Wilford. Over I remember Wilford. Yeah, Wilford, Wilford yeah. was the guy who ran it. Uh, the woman with the gun and the measuring tape, her name was Claude. And I remember that because I heard him say it and I had to look it up because I thought it was weird. So... Yeah, her character, like... Useless. Whose? Sorry, I missed whatever. Which the, character? The yellow about? jacket oh, yeah, yeah. with the measuring tape. Yeah, that was weird. Um, I didn't understand the there point were of her so character. Many... Why did she ta- like taste the blood that one? Was that supposed to mean something? Yeah, when was, she's, like I, I she's a sadist or... Uh, I don't know. The, my thing is, there were so many atrocities that 
I couldn't choose which one was the shittiest one that they were going through. Controlled population, you know, they just happen to kill people. They incite riots so they can have justified kills. The fact that for the first seven years they were eating each other, then the cockroach protein bars, taking their children, like, it's too many, guys. Pick a few atrocities. Pick a few. So so here's a question for you guys. So the, the whole idea is that this is a balanced ecosystem and they have to keep thinning the herd, so to speak. Like Thanos. Of, of the tail tail of the tail people, right? Why keep any of them alive then? What are they what purpose are they serving? We don't ever see them do any actual like work that seems no. to be important to the rest they of the They just train, live back there. They're not right? providing. Yeah. So like Make it easier then. Get rid of all of them. Then there's zero issues and you have a couple extra cars for storage. And you don't need the workers who are making the protein blocks. You could just have one worker dispose of the cockroaches that... Well, they were really just using them to fuck each other so that they could have have kids. Little kids to work in the engine, which, again, is just a really silly, stupid kind of concept in itself. But... Um, like what happens when like an incredibly fast moving piece breaks, then what, I guess you're just all screwed. Cause kids can only move so fast. Right. You know, like yeah. that idea was dumb. And that leads me to this other concept. The idea that a, an animate object can become extinct. That concept is, is really bothering me. Like, yeah, they use the word extinct instead of like whatever like, cigarettes are extinct. This part for the engine is extinct. also so much exposition. Like when the guy whips out the cigarette and then there's some random guy in the background that goes, Oh my God, that's a cigarette. They've been extinct for 10 years. It's like, <laughs> okay, we get it. Like we get that this is Watching thing. everybody inhale it. And I was like, Oh yeah, we've well, devolved. They could have easily gone like, <gasps> like in shock when they saw the cigarettes, which I think they did. And then you don't need that like random guy in the crowd shouting that out well so so that was the prison car yeah is that what yeah. i understand okay so they're they're locked in like morgue drawers for an indeterminate amount of time mm-hmm. this is what it looked like and yeah. they just stay high as fuck so it's really just a nap like, yeah like so are they getting fed in there are they like cryogenically frozen like, i bet what they the eat the protein that? blocks just like laying down yeah in the dark there? i mean okay. yeah that seems like something they would do. Why would you keep prisoners on a train that's yeah. that tight on space and resources? Well, I would say f- for the the prisoner we saw because he's very extremely useful. He seems a little different. Right, but we don't know. Maybe all the other ones that they They're kept all really are useful. all really useful in their this, way. And this is the best the dentist we have. Too bad he's as a criminal. As soon as I saw that uh, <laughs> Chronal or whatever they called it, and John Hurt's in the back with the exposition going, that stuff's very flammable. Yeah. I looked at Derek and I was like, well, that's never going to get brought up again. <laughs> nope. Well, when they had when they were going over the bridge and they kept like panning out over the edge and panning out over the edge. And they're like, here it comes panning out over the edge. And I'm like, okay. And then later on, he's like, yeah, then it becomes important later on. But why, why are you making us watch this when it doesn't really matter right now? And it's going to pay off later, but we're not going to rewatch this one scene. I mean, the reality of it is I don't need to see that. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Just just show it to me when he explains it. Exactly. I believe you. I'm not going to be like, they didn't pass There's like literally four (laughs) shots where it's like, (laughs) you know. I kept looking like, what am I supposed to be seeing here? I I saw nothing. Like white on white on white is terrible, guys. Yeah. Oh, man. And like, just some of these, like, I don't know. Should we? I don't know. I kind of want to jump to the end and talk about how stupid that is. But 
Like, uh, I well, absolutely yeah. hate that every single character we meet is pretty much killed off at one point or the other. For the sake that you mentioned, like, I kept waiting for me to get attached to someone, but you keep killing everybody off. Like, a revolution is only good if someone gets to see the rewards of it. And I'm sorry, but two children walking out in the snow to see a polar bear who's about to eat their fucking asses, like, that's not a victory for me. Well, that's that's the thing, right? So, like, everybody's dead. Yeah. And they're it, going I to want, die because if the polar bear doesn't get them, they don't they don't have any food. They don't have survival skills. They've been living on that train. One in a box. Two is five. Like they've yeah. never they've never touched snow. They've never seen. They never breathed fre- breath breathed fresh air. Breath fresh air. Breath fresh air. <laughs> uh, breathed fresh air. They have no idea. They don't know where they're going. If if it's true that the only humans left alive are on the train, there's no one nowhere for them to go. There's no power. There's no food. There's no heat. There's polar bears. I will say I am kind of interested in the current TV show on TBS. There is a Snowpiercer show. It debuted this year and it takes place seven years after nuclear winter hit on the train, not 17. So it is prior. And I they pick that number because, you know. Seven gives them ten, ten years. Seasons. Yeah. See, I don't know that I, I don't know what I'd want to see at this point on that train. Like either way, people apparently. Chris Evans should be on the tail. Like, so it doesn't take place in the tail because Chris Evans isn't on the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could do the show and just not have Chris Evans show up, and you know, you're just supposed to never run into him. There's a lot of people there. there are so. a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, but you look at his character, though, right? He's the most important person in the tail section of the train. Why? Because no one will stop telling us he's the most important right. person. <laughs> what does he do that's spectacular? He just doesn't die. He wears until a cool the beanie. end. He conveniently lives. He, wear a cool he wears a cool beanie and has a nice beard. So when they're he's laying in his cot and they're like checking in stuff like that, and he grabs his hat so fast to put it on. I thought he was hiding something that would be revealed later. Yeah, like he had some scar in his head that explained like his secret lineage to a past something. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Something. Just yeah. like, well, and like later he's like, "Are you clairvoyant?" I'm like, "Wait, does he have superpowers? Yeah. Like, is it, is this going to go off on that?" He's thing? obviously like, seen clairvoyance <laughs> before or something, right? You know. So, like, I was just waiting for that to come back, and it never does. Yeah. You know? Um, now, you kind of alluded to this before, Ryan, but we have the Oompa Loompa concept, mm-hmm. which is the children being inside various parts of the engine to make it continue to work. Like, the kid who gets, like, blocked up in the sphere piece at the end, clearly to just die and become a skeleton in there. And they'll figure it out when the thing stops working, I guess. Or um, when it blows to hell. <laughs> or when it blows off. Um, that... That is just just a mind-boggling concept that that's that's where they went with this because early on they they say well he just he likes little kids I'm like whoa they're going that route like that's yeah not my first thought was like ooh he's a pedophile like I hate this and and then I, I found out I was wrong and I thought man I wish I had been right because that at least makes more sense than what we saw. <laughs> You know, because like there are people who are pedophiles and they get to be the villain and then you have someone to root against. Right. This dude was just completely insane. I think the whole point of it was to try and make you feel like, you know, you could see both sides of the coin. You know, you need this. If you want all these people to survive, you have to do these sacrifices and things like that. The whole Thanos concept, you know, so you can kind of feel something for this person, but it didn't really work. That's what I assume they were trying to do. I guess, right? 
I don't know. Yeah, the whole like, all right, Charlie, I want you to take over the chocolate factory for me. Screw that. It's so easy to be high and mighty on the pedestal and think of people as numbers or, you know, people that consumers and whatever when you're completely isolated you get to continue on Well, he has that chicken yellow (laughs) if nobody had stopped him if the gentleman had not blown up the engine he would have lived until old age and that would have been it like he could have gotten to live out his life while he murders a ton of other people so it's just it's easy to reduce people down to sheer statistics when you get to be the one coming out on top. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think like that's if that's the message that they're trying to show, it just it was all done over the top. Yeah. yeah. It was so unbelievable to me. Like the concept that this train was a thing that we somehow built basically today. Right. This was a real thing that we could put together now. And this is how it worked. And we'd all, you know, I don't know. It just none of it. None of it worked for me. I really wanted to turn it off many times. Yeah, we did pause it quite a few times. There was like a whole 20 minute break where we went on a tangent and talked about something completely different. Like it, it was not something that gripped us. Like in the first 30 minutes, we were both on our phones. It's just and so many people, like, because I, I posted on Facebook that I was watching this, so many people liked it. Yeah. Well, did you check Rotten Tomatoes or any of those sites for scores? I, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. Do we need to reassess our friends? Like- <laughs> well, there's some friends I expect that from. One of them hosts a podcast on this network, but uh, I'm not going to name them. It's not it's Derek. Derek. It's not me. It's not Derek. <laughs> but he has been a guest on this show a few times. I'm I'm looking up Snowpiercer right now. Okay, well I'll be curious to see. I can't imagine the overall would be anything good. I would guess like 62 would be where I guess. 80, 95 percent by critics and 72 percent by audience. Pass. Interesting. Are you kidding me? They must have read a lot more into it than I did. I think we got it right on the nose. I just think we missed the emotion part of it. I think we didn't connect because plot holes and exposition and, you know, some of the people just weren't that convincing. 95%. Chris, Chris Evans acted his ass off. He totally did. That scene where he's admitting to cannibalism and murder. like That, that was, was brutal. Yeah, that was that intense. Was like, that reminded me of the scene in Punisher when he's like talking about his family to, in, to Daredevil and everything. Like It was yeah. on that same level of emotion. I think the Punisher one was done better. But, yep. uh, well, yeah, it was I mean, in a much better Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he... There was he put work into it. There was a few actors that put work into it, and you, I kind of felt bad for him that this is what they had to show for it. But apparently, I'm on. We're all on the wrong side of that. Yeah, man. I knew there was a reason why I wanted to watch this. I think it's because I remembered it being rated so well, and everybody I, loved it. And I knew several people that seen it that year at theater in theaters, and were like, "Wow, it's really good sci-fi movie." You know, enough people say it's good and like, oh, no, it's great. I don't think it's really all that sci-fi. It's very dystopian. It's like Mad Max and Waterworld and stuff. Well, don't get me wrong. All those dystopian movies have a sci-fi aspect, but they're more people getting, you know, used to this new world. (sighs) Yeah, I... Yeah. I don't really know what else to say about it, frankly. The the theory that I read about Willy Wonka is that... uh, 
Wilford is Charlie Bucket. Okay. And that you can make the connections. I can't remember all the reasons, but Willy Wonka loved uh, modes of transportation that are weird. Yeah. And he loves putting W branding on everything. Oh, and there's Jesus. W branding on everything on the train. The train itself is a mode of transportation. Uh, yeah. You lose people in your party as you go. Yeah. The, kid, yeah. the kids all die. Yeah. <laughs> you have the same way of re- of awarding the victor with a, something big. Passing it um, along. Yeah. That Charlie had a scene in the original uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie where he was good at chemistry. And that that explains how he was able to like. I guess he was on the program for the nuclear this thing. This is awful. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. But there's like yeah. a 17... I didn't watch the whole thing. There's like a 17-minute video on YouTube about it. Pass. I'd be more willing to look at it as a dystopian Willy remake Wonka. of Willy yeah. Wonka. Which uh, actually, if, I would watch that. If somebody yeah. just came out and said, we're doing a dystopian remake of Willy Wonka, I would be into that. Because like, you know, Wilford, he seems like he's Willy Wonka. And it's, it's it basically hits all the same kind of there's, concepts. Oh, oh, there's a big focus on food also uh-huh. in both movies. There is, so, yeah. so that was another similarity. I just, I don't know that it, like, the fact that it, it being Charlie, that doesn't really work for me. And he changed um, his name to Wilford? Yeah, yeah no. like Why wouldn't you just change it to Wonka if you wanted the W? Yeah. Or maybe that's his last name. No, it's Bucket. That's Bucket, yeah. yeah. That's why like it makes more sense that it's just a, a, a remake of Willy Wonka. Yeah, this Without is having to pay any rights. I'm done. You know? And Oompa Loompas used to be able to fit in the engine parts, but they went extinct, But too. I think I think so. it's more like Avatar <laughs> is a remake of Ferngully kind of thing, where it's not actually a remake. They just right. stole all the ideas. Yeah. 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 Use the similar plot. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, guys. So I think that is going to be. We are on time tonight. This. uh, (laughs) We had to fill it with (laughs) news. Well, we had a lot of important stuff. We didn't even get to the Game of Thrones. So that's true. The Game of what now? Oh, I don't know. Small little indie project. Oh, God. That joke. (laughs) Sorry. I love you. Okay. So next week, we're talking about sci fi again. We're talking about alien invasion films, some of our favorites. We're talking about the tropes in them and our favorite um, moments, actors that are typecast in these roles, things like that. We're going to talk prosthetics. We're going to break down what makes an alien invasion movie. It's going to be fun. Join us next week, of course, live on Twitch on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Or you can listen to the podcast every Friday, right? What day do we review? We come out Thursday? We're on Thursdays. Okay. Yeah. He, so you can still listen to it on Friday, so yeah. you can get it wrong. Yeah, no, totally, totally listen to it to Friday as well. Um, also, coming out this weekend is Aladdin. Check that out and let us know what you think about Aladdin. We're going to go see it on Saturday, so maybe we'll do a quick movie take. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Depends oh, if Derek likes it or not. Do, are we are we going to give letter grades for Snowpiercer? Do we no, do that for Filler Holes? We have, we have not done that for okay, the Filler Holes. You just really want to give like a an D F. or an F. We so really want to give a bad grade to a movie. Yeah. <laughs> we usually only do that for the big reviews. Right. Let us know in the comments if you want us to review more obscure movies like Kung Fury, like Turbo Kid, like dead doesn't die like or if you really like our fill our holes retro reviews if you want to see where our plan is to do those once a month so you know let us know ryan's up next he'll be in june he still has a couple weeks to decide but Mm -hmm. i'm sure he'll tell us eventually at some point you gotta (laughs) let me know so i can add it to the event schedule on twitch and so that we can watch the movie (laughs) well that's secondary (laughs) details uh, you can find Ryan at Buster Props. You can find Derek at the Star Trek Dude. You can find me at Siren Ray. You can follow Heroes Podcast at Heroes Podcast. 
you can go to the website heroespodcast.com we are also on so many things like apple and uh spotify Uh, those are the only ones i'm naming (laughs) (laughs) google play yeah like we're on podcasts guys so we're everywhere listen to us hang out with us check us out we'll see you next week bye Don't try to seduce them with your words.